We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to the Field of 68 Selection Sunday special brought to you by Bet Rivers. I'm Jeff Goodman. I'm joined by uh, none other than the Miller brothers, Sean Miller, former Arizona head coach, Archie Miller, former Indiana head coach. Both are looking down at the brackets as we speak. You guys have never had to do this. You've never had to never. break down the brackets like this right away. It's not easy. So you learn now what it's like to try to figure this thing out on the fly. You know, we'll, we'll start with. Jeff, the teams I'll tell you what's a lot harder is being in the bracket. <laughs> yes, so let's just start right there all right let's start there Let, let's start there you're you're when you find out who you are playing where you are going what is the first what's going through your your guy's head Sean you did it more than your brother Arch what's going through your head each year well I think the one thing that really stands out Jeff is it's a brand new beginning I mean, the record, you, you sense it from the players that are on your team, the school that you're at. It's, it really starts to become reality of how big the NCAA tournament is. It's like it's a reset, and it's something like we did it. We've accomplished it. And I think everybody kind of has a renewed, brand-new sense of energy. Arch, are you, are you sweating at that point? Or, I mean, your guys are breaking down video right away. I've seen it. You know, they're trying to get as much as they can. Uh, what's the night like tonight? Um, you know, uh, I think the buildup to the day almost feels like a, you know, a celebration, a birthday party. You go through the bracket. They say your name. Everyone celebrates. And then the coach immediately starts thinking about, all right, who's got the scout? You know, uh, who can we call for help? Um let's meet in one hour after I get done with media and then let's go to work on two or three games. And then, you know, where are we traveling to your administration and your ops people go to work literally for 24 hours to prepare for the trip, the travel it's, it immediately takes off. And um, I think your players, like Sean said, they have a whole sense of like why you do it, what, what, what you appreciate of why it's so hard to get there. And um, you know, you have everyone's full attention again. And um, depending on the type of season you had, there's probably a lot of different emotions on what your goals are as you go in. But I think at the end of the day, to be able to be in it, have that first game under your belt, you're staring at it, the hype that goes into it. It's, a, it's an incredible feeling, to be honest with you. It's, it's what makes college basketball special. Last four in, 
Indiana, Notre Dame, Rutgers, Wyoming. Indiana gets Wyoming in the first four. I kind of said all along, you know that they're throwing big names in the first four. You just know they are. They need ratings. Indiana sells. Um, you know, to me, that was a no-brainer. Dayton, the last team out, Oklahoma, SMU. So a little surprised about Texas A&M with the run they had in the, in the conference tournament. And he, I, I, listen, I never have quibbles about this at the end because I feel like all those teams that are on the bubble – you could have put yourself in a better situation. Yeah. Like you can make a case for any of them. You're on the bubble for a reason. And I have no issue every single year, to be honest. If you're there, go ahead, committee. Pick whatever you want to put whoever you want in. Yeah. I think the big thing is once you're in that, you know, last four, first four out, you know, the thing that you go back to as a coach is you had 33 opportunities to get the job done. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if they called your name, maybe it's a little bit lucky, but it's, you put yourself in a situation, you have 30 some odd opportunities. And uh, the thing I always go back to the teams that are disappointed or the teams that got in, you know, did they get rewarded for trying to make the tournament with their schedule? You know, I think that's the biggest thing that goes on is did you attempt to make the tournament with your non-conference scheduling philosophy? And did it go your way because you tested yourself and you played yourself? And I think it probably played out at the end, you know, you, the 19 big 10, you know, that's where that conference is so strong in January and February. It just overwhelms you to the point where you have so many opportunities. And you look at Rutgers last month of the season, nobody probably won more quad one games in a month than them. You know, they had opportunities. If you look at their November and December, you know, a team like Dayton or Xavier, they're going to say, there's just no way they should have gotten rewarded on that last seed because not only did they not attempt to make the tournament, they didn't beat anybody, you know, and they're going to have those beefs, but that is the advantage to being in a big 10 and sec with the caliber of opponent that you play. When everybody's eyes start to go to college basketball in February, these last two weeks, there's people that haven't paid attention to college basketball until these last two weeks that don't know anything. So I do think that the conference tournament probably definitely helped Indiana. They had two major wins. Um, Dayton, if they pull out the win against Richmond, they're in. And, yeah. and uh, But it's like you said, if you can basically look everyone in the eye and say you had the same amount of opportunities no as everybody questions. else. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, let's, let's start breaking down the regions. All right, let's get to it here. And we'll start with the West. Gonzaga, the top seed. They get Georgia State right away. Then they get an interesting game, Sean. Boise, Memphis, two completely different styles. Well, actually, I shouldn't say two completely different styles because I just saw Boise yesterday. Memphis can't really. They're defensive-minded. Boise defensive-minded. Neither has a quality point guard, to be honest. Alo Alex Lomax has been better lately, but both have kind of questionable point guard situations. Um, what do you like? First of all, give me kind of your, your thoughts overall in the West. And, and, you know, the, the Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, Arkansas, UConn. I mean, that's pretty damn good. I actually think this might be the hardest region of all because Duke sent out West. They get a number two. They get rewarded with a two when I thought they deserved a three. But they get sent out West and have to deal with Gonzaga by being rewarded for the two. Well, I would start with this, Jeff. Number one, uh, Gonzaga will be in the Sweet 16. I think they're one of two, what I would call, sure, sure things, Arizona being the second. But when I look at that, I, I, pro- I cringe for Mark Few because 
I know that him and Leon Rice are uh, longtime friends, probably yes. as familiar with each other as coaches and as programs as anybody in the tournament. Uh, Leon obviously worked at Gonzaga for decades, you know, arguably Mark Few's best friend. Uh, so think about how they feel. But I, I got Boise over Memphis. I, I think Memphis's turnovers now that we're in tournament play will yeah. do them in. And uh, I see Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. The second part, Jeff, that, that I believe just watching Duke closely, I go back to their time in Las Vegas in November playing Gonzaga. They had such an upside on defense, you know, because of their youth, their size, their length. They may not have that pure point guard and maybe even from a shooting perspective, there have certainly been Duke teams that have more firepower, but I looked at them as being having all the ingredients to being an elite defensive team in recent weeks that has left them. And the last part is I think playing under the pressure that coach K has, and I know he's probably trying to negate it in every way possible. Sending Duke to the West could be something that really helps their entire organization because Why? I just feel like they're young? there's so much at stake right now on every game they play, right? It's the last ACC home game. It's the last ACC tournament. And now it's, hey, it's the last NCAA tournament game ever for Coach K. And if his next loss, if there is one, it's it. It's over with. So it's, it's, it's a heck of a thing to have as a responsibility for that staff and that team. And I think them coming all the way out West could, could, could help them. But I look at Gonzaga as being in the final four. And I think at that point we reevaluate it, but that's who I pick in the West. Arch, you got, you got Gonzaga coming out of the West, even though, again, you know what I like Texas tech and Arkansas by the way, I might see Mama Hog this week. I'm going to Buffalo. There's a chance I see Mama Hog. I mean, should I just pay for her flight out there, Arch? I tell you what, I'm going to say that Mama Hog's going to see that they're in Buffalo. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She's not going to Buffalo. What do you mean she's not going? You are you saying Mama Hog's not tough enough to handle she's the Buffalo weather? Buffalo and she's looking at Buffalo and saying, "Hell no, I'm not going to Buffalo, New York. I'm going to stay right here and watch my Hogs win in the comfy confines of beautiful Arkansas." With the sun shining and the weather, you can have the blizzard. My hogs are going to take care of business. She'll meet them somewhere else. Right. In the Sweet 16, she, she might. She's she may not. Look at she's it, just looking she at Buffalo. Look at She'll go to San Fran. So you're telling but, me she's going to be. She thinks she's going to take down Vermont and John Becker and then take down uh, UConn. And, and, and she's going to go to San Fran. Yeah. Jeff. I will just say this, Jeff, about the West. Yeah. I think Gonzaga yeah. obviously go ahead, looks on. to be a favorite in coming yeah. out. But I'm telling you, too, the best games of the tournament, Arkansas, Vermont, and Connecticut, New Mexico State. Great first round. Oh, my goodness. Are those two killer games for those two seeds? I'm telling you right now, UConn better have their hard hat ready when they play New Mexico State. That That is a tough game in Vermont with the way that they score and shoot can beat anybody in a one game situation. Arkansas, obviously, is their defense is the strength. But, I mean, those are two really intriguing games. I will also Are you calling you, the upset, Arch? What, what, um, what's your favorite I'm, upset in, in the West? In what the is West, your upset? my favorite upset in the West is New Mexico State over UConn. Okay. Arch, you know Alabama's in the West. I know. I'm getting to them right now. I'm getting to <laughs> them right now. But he, here, here's what I will say about that. Rutgers 
is playing um, Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yep. I have Rutgers advancing, but whoever wins the first four game and moves to Bama is going to win yep. that game. He's given up on Bama. Difficult, it's a very it's difficult It's a hard seed. deal. Now, the only thing I'll yeah. say is they have to fly from Dayton, Ohio to Portland or somewhere, right? San Diego. So they're going to win a game at 9 o'clock at night in Dayton, and they're going to fly yeah. all the way over and do it. But I'm here to tell you, Jeff, whoever wins the first four game between Rutgers and Notre Dame, I'm going with Rutgers, yep. is going to advance past the next game. It's, it's a hard deal for the team sitting there waiting to not know who you play. And the team yep. who won – they feel good, right? On they're on steroids, man. Yeah. They're on steroids. But, yeah. But well, look at UCLA good. last year, right? But UCLA Jeff. beat Michigan State. Yeah. Huge, huge now they win. they have to travel and... this year. You can't just stay in yeah. Indiana. That's like the difference. So, uh, look. Yeah, that's the difference. When, when, we were, when I was at Arizona, we were a six seed. We had to fly to Providence, Rhode Island. Three-hour time that? change. Yep. The longest trip of the tournament. And we played into the winner of Vanderbilt and Wichita State as an 11 seed. It's a very difficult deal. You don't know who you're going to play. I mean, until the 11th hour. So you prepare for both. But look at the difference in travel as I described that from Dayton, Ohio to Providence for the winner of that game versus playing Arizona that tra traveled from all the way here, west to east. What I would say about that second game, very difficult for Alabama for the same reasons that I talked about. Like Art said, whoever wins the first game in that first four, Jeff, feels like like they're headed to the final four. Like it's a showcase game. They've won it. Now they're moving. But that travel will do that winner in. Uh, Alabama will already be out here in the West. And I, I have Alabama beating the winner of that of that first four game. I believe. All right. That. So, so uh, the matchup you are looking forward to in, in that in that region, in the entire West region. Let me, let me give you a little bit quickly. My thoughts honor in the first round in overall, any matchup. I mean, it, it's gotta be Duke and Zaga, right? If we no, get it's there, Gonzaga, Texas tech rematch from December. So you think, you think we're getting, you think Texas tech's beating Duke then? Yes. Because of the defense. I don't think that watching Duke over the last couple of weeks, the defense is, is good enough. Yeah. Um, now I will say, in terms of their – they're going to the Sweet 16. Duke will be in the Sweet 16. I think they'll play Texas Tech in that game, and I think that will be a hard deal. But I think Gonzaga will move out against Arkansas in the Sweet 16. I think it will be Gonzaga versus Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, a rematch from a December game. Jeff, I think the, the intriguing matchup Go is ahead. first round, Michigan State-Davidson. Yeah. I mean, Foster that's a really lawyer. tough By game. the way, hey, Foster right. Lawyer transferred yeah. from Michigan has State. Has a lot at Davidson. stake. He's he their has best a lot player. at stake, for sure. And, I, again, teams that turn the ball over, it goes back to that guard play in, yeah. in the NCAA tournament. We've talked Memphis already. That That's something that I think will plague them as they try to advance. I think Michigan State, you know, in spite of so many great characteristics yeah. and being hardened through the Big Ten, their turnovers – Playing Davidson in the first round, I think that will be a great game. I, I see that game going either way. But I, I like Duke versus Gonzaga for the final four yeah. with Gonzaga winning. Yeah, I, I do too, and, and I'm with you guys. I'm going to be in Buffalo for those two games, UConn, New Mexico State, and Arkansas, Vermont. And those are like – those four 13s and five twelves are generally the best games of the tournament. Now, you'll have one big upset 
on a 215 generally. But uh, I love that. I think the Boise-Memphis game is intriguing. But I hope we get, guys, I really am, am hoping we get a Gonzaga-Duke Elite Eight. I just think, I think it'll happen. Yeah, I, I, I know, Arch. I, I'm with you. Texas Tech's defense is there, and it can carry them. I just don't know if they can score enough, and I don't know if Kevin McCullough's healthy enough. There's there's some question marks I have with Texas Tech. No the one, other part, no one's played against Texas Tech in this bracket other than Gonzaga. When you play them, that is a different feeling. I also yeah, think right. when it comes down to it, guys, Kay's going to get a nice whistle in his in his send away <laughs> ear. All right, well, he's not. But, he's not. But I said to you this though: Greenville. great, great offense, yeah. right? High powered, efficient. I mean, when you've watched these teams do 35 games, especially some of them with the confidence that they're coming from, when they seem to be able to do it game in, game out, the great offense will beat the great or better defense as as the bracket moves on. And Which is crazy for me to hear you say that, Sean. Yeah. As a defensive-minded coach. One of the things that I've learned watching this year, you know, I I would say from a different perspective, but that's what I love about both Duke and Gonzaga – they're going to score. They're going to score. And I like their individual talent. Both teams have a lot of confidence. And, you know, if you're Gonzaga, what better carrot do you need than playing Duke, a team that beats you in November as a rematch to get to the final four? I just, I like their road. And uh, I I think that their offense is just, it's it's filled with superpower. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat them. uh, Speaking of offense, you mentioned that, that um, that portion of it, Vermont's offense and what they've done in the last oh, couple of months shooting the it's ball. It's insane. Now I will say Arkansas will be ready defensively because I think that they're they're terrific. But I I would that is a very difficult cover for anybody out there the way they shoot the ball. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to the uh, the South region, which is actually in San Antonio this year. There's no true South site. In a way, usually it's it's somewhere down in, in the Carolinas. Uh, Arizona gets the one seed. We'll talk about Kirk Reese in a little bit because I, I do want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, Villanova is the two. You got Tennessee as the three. Illinois, I think, is dangerous as a four. Um, give me, first of all, your favorite to come out of there. Who, who do you like to come out of the, the South region? Is it Arizona? I've got Illinois, guys. I, I think – Kirk Kreese's injury is going to hurt him. I know Illinois has been up and down this year. I get it. But I just don't know if I trust Arizona without a healthy Kirk Kreese. And Dale and Terry was fan, not good last night. Fantastic filling in at the point. I just think Illinois, Kofi, that Kofi they played. They played in, in, in Champaign. Arizona came away with a win, but it was one hell of a game. Yeah. You want me to take this one, Arch? Well, um, I, I mean, I, I, I think, I, go ahead, Sean. Look, the best thing that happened to Arizona in the last week is that they had to overcome some adversity. They've had pretty smooth sailing when it comes to COVID, when it comes to injuries. You know, other than Azulis Tabellis, who, who sat out and had to play through an ankle situation for a couple of weeks. They've been pretty much the same from start to finish. And now they get hit with this untimely injury. But how they responded, I think, says it all. I I think it gives them a renewed sense of confidence. And Jeff, oftentimes when that injured player then returns, 
he almost returns to an overall deeper and better team. Uh, I like Arizona getting to the final four. I think those guys play for each other. I think they have a style and a system that, that has beaten teams with their defense and their offense. I think they have as much firepower as anybody in the tournament. And I think they're tremendously confident. Tommy Lloyd, he deserves just a, thin. a discredit. They're thin right now. That's the only thing I would say is they're a little bit thin without Jeff, they've been They've been the most consistent team in the country from start to finish. And I know, I understand that if Kirk can't return, but I look at him at some He told point me he's going to play. Listen, he told me he's going to play, but you know how that is. Like you can, and he's standing the whole game yesterday. So, you know, he's not in a boot. He's standing. I still think part of that was to protect the number one seed. Uh, to have him out there jumping around, which I'm not sure was the smartest move in the world, but uh, I would have had it elevated. I would have had him on the bench, leg elevated the entire game. But, you know, they can get away without without him, certainly for the first game against Wright State or or, or Bryant. And, and we need that, by the way, the Kirk Creasa-Peter Kiss matchup, if Bryant wins, could be the two biggest trash talkers in all of college basketball. Uh, Arch, is Arizona your favorite there as well or no? No, my favorite in that bra- in that bracket is Tennessee. I think Tennessee, yes. when you really look at them, from their loss to Kentucky, uh, their loss at Texas, and then one road loss at at Arkansas, I believe they've won at least fifteen out of their last seventeen games. They've emerged as maybe the hottest team in the SEC late in a very difficult conference down the stretch. If, if you think about the last three weeks of the SEC race, they pulled it out. Their defense right now is third nationally. It's always been good, but it's real good. And now they're playing a little faster and their offense has caught up with them where they've actually slid into, you know, the top 30 range. And I think they're deep, they're big, and they've already beaten Arizona once, so they're familiar with them. But Houston advancing to the Sweet 16 is a definite possibility. I think them getting seated at five. I totally disagree. I couldn't Total, disagree with so you more. First of all, it, it's probably they have a realistic, quad one wins. No, no, no. I, it, you, you have to stop with the, the quad one wins. The quad one win stuff is over. Houston has won about 30 games for about four years in a row. And Kelvin Sampson's going to have those guys ready to go. And I'm just telling you right now, I wouldn't want to play Houston if I'm Illinois in the second round game. Boy, I, mean, I tell you what, you took your big 10 hat and just threw it in the water. Didn't you? I mean, I don't have a big, Ten the big 10 for six months and here we are. It's, it's I, didn't, the I mean, of truth. I didn't pump the big 10 to the point where you do know they got nine more teams this year in the NCAA tournament. The hardest league yeah. in America to navigate is the big 10. It's 14 teams between 11 and 12 every year in the NCAA tournament discussion, the road games are brutal. Um, now it hasn't translated. So Arch, what success. I would tell you is this though, if you, with that being said, yes. I think you have to look at like one thing, Jeff, that, that, that I always tried to do, and it's not my idea. I think Duke has done it for years is you go into the NCAA tournament and you just put a 14 bracket up, for your team right. and your staff, yeah. because yeah. you can get enamored by the entirety of it. 68 teams. Overwhelmed. To do all. Yeah. And so, you know, just, just take a look for a second. If you're at Illinois and Arch, to your point, you just finished going through the gauntlet of the Big Ten. By the way, they've overcome some interesting injuries. Curbelo, for a long period of time, wasn't even playing. Their 14 tournament is Houston and UAB. 
in Illinois and Chattanooga. And I have all the respect in the world for Houston and, and quite frankly, every team in that, in that, but I got to think that based on what they've accomplished with big Kofi on their team and healthy, that they, they emerge of that four team tournament, that four team tournament, I'm picking Illinois to the sweet 16. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be Grant, yeah. Grandison is a bigger deal than people think being out. Um, it, it really is. It's given, it's given Illinois one less able shooter around, but in uh, watching Illinois down the stretch, they've been good, but they're not blowing teams away. And depending on the matchup, however, your fours and fives are uh, Kofi can be had on the other end of the floor when shooting comes into play. It just, it is what it is. Um, Illinois will have motivation to advance because of their, loss a year ago but I'm still going with uh, Kelvin Sampson in Houston um, in the Sweet 16 versus Arizona I think Arizona will play Seton Hall I think Seton Hall will win their first round game against TCU I have Michigan upstating my guys at Colorado State uh, size is going to be a big big deal in that game yeah big yeah, then they're not gonna be able to stop Hunter they're going to have Colorado State is going to have to really bang the three from the front court positions in that game with Roddy playing some five. Um, but I'm telling you, the size in that game is going to be a, a challenge for Colorado State uh, defensively, rebounding, post defense, the whole deal. It's going to be a challenge. Jeff, uh, and yeah. Arch, I, I would say this. Look, you got to really talk about this now because we, we've mentioned how important matchups are in the NCAA tournament. The team that I like to play in the regional final, the elite eight coming out of the South is Villanova. Like I think it'll come down to Villanova in Arizona. And what will be interesting is it is clearly a difference in complete 180 in styles of play. Can Villanova's smaller version of basketball in and really slow tempo and switching on defense and being that methodical team, which you can't speed up or turn over, went out versus Arizona that's going to force the tempo, play close to the basket, be hard. Like one thing, Arch, we've talked about a lot with Villanova, they don't depend on their two-point field goal shooting as much, right? I mean, they, the way their twos are coming off of drives and they're utilizing the three-point shot. And well, if you think look about at this. It, they Arizona the strength. They post the ball with like Kirk Creesa. He would have a nightmare game versus Villanova. Right. With the way well, that we would post them. I would say that, that that region comes down to Villanova in, in Arizona. And my point is, I think you have two styles, whatever style in that game wins out, wins the game because you can't play basketball in a different version any more than Villanova versus Arizona. Yeah. I got Jeff. By the way, some, some quick have, news. Hey, some quick news, non-tournament news. Tom Brady just announced he's coming back this year. The Field of 68 Selection Sunday extravaganza will return in just a minute. While we wait, let me tell you guys about our partners over at BracketFanatics.com, the single best website on the internet for you to use to host an NCAA tournament pool for you, for your friends, for your coworkers, and for anyone else that is willing to dive headlong into the madness with you. Why? Well... Bracket Fanatics provides a bracket experience unlike any other. How? Bracket Fanatics is similar to Yahoo and ESPN in the sense that you can invite friends, make picks, and watch those picks go up in flames as the tournament 
moves along. But what sets bracket fanatics apart from the field is that they eliminate the single hardest part of running a pool, the payouts. Everyone that joins your pool must pay an entry fee on the site. Once the tournament ends, bracket fanatics will handle the payouts for you based on whatever parameters it is that you set. You don't have to worry about chasing down someone like a Jeff Goodman who loves to try and avoid paying his buy-in, whether it's fantasy football, whether it's NCAA tournaments, whatever it is, Jeff will try to duck out. Bracket fanatics eliminates that problem. And you can also make side bets all tournament long. Who doesn't love a good side bet? Your bracket may be busted, but I promise you, you can make it all back once John Fanta's ego starts to get a little bit too big for his britches after he has a great first day of the tournament. So head on over to BracketFanatics.com. Join the Field of 68's bracket group. The link is in the description below or use the code FIELD once you sign up. It is free to enter and it's free to host your own pool. So sign up today. I don't know why you wouldn't. And while I got you here, Let's talk a little bit about Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet, Bet Rivers is the place to go. It is the middle of March Madness, the single greatest week in the history of weeks to bet on sports. Bet Rivers is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets Bet Rivers apart from all those other books is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer. It's more secure, and it is more reliable. I know. I use them. BetRivers is also running a promotion all week long where you can earn as much as $10,000 in bonus prize money. Here is how it works. There are 10 tasks that you need to complete throughout the tournament for the first weekend, three to second weekend, and three on final four weekend. To complete a task, all you need to do is place a $25 wager or $25 or more on various NCAA tournament bet types. For example, in the first weekend, these are the four things that you need to do. Place a bet of $25 or more on a 12-seat to upset a 5-seat, a five-leg parlay, a future on any team to win the NCAA tournament, and win just one single bet on a first-round game to advance to the second weekend. Easy enough, right? So with the NCAA tournament kicking off in just three days, Get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, let's get back to that Selection Sunday extravaganza. For who? The Steelers? Tampa Bay. Is Tampa he going Bay. to the Steelers? Steelers? No, he's not going to the Steelers, Arch. They oh, still have no me? quarterback. Are you serious? I'm serious. He just, he upstaged. The, the post-bracket breakdown of everybody and tweeted <laughs> that he's coming back this year. That's amazing that? that he just him. tried to bully the NCAA tournament. Totally, totally. He hates the wow. NCAA like everybody I thought else. If you said he was going to be a free agent and the Steelers were going to pick him up, I would have been a little excited. But... <laughs> now you're not. I'm not really All right. sure about that. All right, so upsets. Let's go thing, quick. Hey, Arizona, time, out, time out for a second. Time out, time out. Right. Right. Let's stay on task here. Like, okay. I, I pick Gonzaga in the West. Yep. Arch, you didn't even bring up Alabama, so clearly you've given up on Alabama's ability to be in the national champion. Yeah. We're in the South right now, and what I'm saying is it's Arizona versus Villanova. I have the Cats. I think they're the I think they're the best team in the tournament right now. They're the most consistent team, and I'm banking on Kirk Creasa rejoining their that's group. The key. I, I, that's, that's the key. That's that's what I see. That's a that's a that's a that's a good. I mean, that's a. 
that's a good deal for for you. I think that you know those guys more than anybody. But I'm I'm going with Arizona and Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Tennessee is going to go to the Final Four, and I have Tennessee over Villanova, Arizona over Houston in the Sweet Sixteen, and uh, I have Ohio State. Villanova second round, Michigan, Tennessee second round, Houston, Illinois second round, Arizona Seton Hall second round. I think I it's got great, Illinois. A great game I got Illinois playing round. Villanova. Ohio State limping into really? the tournament. Ohio State limping into the tournament yeah. versus Loyola with their experience. So Jeff, you said Illinois versus Villanova. I do. And who is who is going to be in the final four from the South region? I got Illinois. I got Illinois beating Villanova, and I love Villanova. I love their culture. I just think, man, good luck to Dixon against Big Kofi. He'll he'll have him fouled out in about three minutes. Yeah. Like honestly, like I love Villanova. I just don't like Villanova. It would against actually Illinois. be it would actually be mesmerizing to watch Villanova's game plan versus Kofi. If for that matter, Villanova's game plan versus Arizona, no one pounds you inside more than Arizona. Right, and again. That's why I, I listen, like them. Arizona with a healthy Kirk Creasa, I'm taking him over Illinois. Illinois with Kirk Creasa, who I just – I don't think he's going to be at 100%. You guys are sleeping on what Tennessee's done the last few months. Yeah, I, I don't – I know they've done well. I still don't – I don't – Jeff, know, they, just I, the, they just won the, the, the SEC They've been tournament. great. Listen, they've been, they've been great. Those top four are the best top four, I think, of, of any region. Arizona – Maybe as talented as anybody with Kerr, Villanova, listen, it speaks for themselves what they've done over the last five years. Tennessee, red hot. Illinois, you know, again, talented. Jeff, I don't know if we've talked about this a whole lot, but I don't think the selection committee gave the Big East any play in terms of how strong their league was. When your league regular season champ, 25 and 5, Providence got a four. Villanova got a two. Yeah. Everyone we'll talk about that. Eight, nine, I blame seven, line. I blame Fanta. He 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 pushed the Big East so hard and his passion and his love everybody pushed against back against the conference. I think yeah. everybody started to pull away from the Big East as he he went to like uh, Superman mode in terms of promoting it for sure. Yeah. I will right. say the uh, South region filled with some really good coaches, some unique styles. Even like I'm looking at that second. I guess it'd be called a third round game right now between uh, TCU and uh, I'm sorry. I just, my bracket just left. TCU's got Seton Hall. You already picked Seton Hall. One of you picks Seton Hall. I think Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago is the most intriguing game. Well, I'll tell you I'm what. telling you though, Seton Hall and TCU, Kevin Willard and Jamie Dixon yeah. have both excellent coaches, both defend. And, you know, the winner of that game playing uh, the number one seed Arizona, I, I think will be a good game. They just don't have enough to beat Arizona. Well, think, I about, still who think, T- hey. think about who TCU's had to play in the last two and a half months. With That's Kansas right. And Bale. Yeah. I mean, it won't, they yep. won't be overwhelmed. No doubt. I love the UAB Houston game. Complete contrast in styles. Andy Kennedy wants to get up and run. Houston wants to grind you out, guard you. I think Houston wins it, but I'm just saying that's going to be a hell of a game. And then Houston, uh, Houston, Illinois will be a absolute war again. Houston's bigs have been good, but man, I, I just saw them the other day and I know they lost to Indiana, but it's still like, there aren't many guys that Kofi is not going to be able to dominate. All right, let's get to the Midwest Midwest, uh, out of Chicago, the regionals and, and, uh, Kansas, the number one Auburn two. I call it, the lucky bracket. 
because Kansas won Auburn two, Wisconsin and Providence three, four. They're both top five in your boy Ken Palm's luck ratings. Okay. Cause all they do is win close games. So it comes down to luck. Iowa is the five. So to me, I got Kansas coming out of this. I, I trust Bill Self. I listen to Sean Miller uh, gush about Bill Self since the start of this podcast at the beginning of the year. And I agree. I've agreed all along. I think Bill Self is as good as it gets out there. Remy Martin's not what we thought he was. Okay. He's not what we thought he'd be, but he's, he's damn good as your backup point guard who now comes in and gives you 12, 15, 18. And there's going to be a game, guys, where Remy Martin, you watch, he goes for 18 points, plays him 25 minutes, and he comes off the bench electric to score in the basketball plus i just saw san diego state they cannot score they are so offensively challenged and creighton without its point guard they're playing great but so i think kansas got an easy road to the to the sweet 16 anybody you guys see uh, arch taking down kansas out of this region well, yeah i mean kansas is beatable it's not like kansas is overpowering you they're playing really well they have a great offense Great coach, obviously. They have a yeah. big-time player, and they, they won the not only the toughest conference, pretty much top to bottom with the regular season and the tournament, but uh, they're not the biggest team. Uh, they're not the deepest team inside. That should always concern you in the tournament when it comes to fouls and rebounding, the whole deal. But when you look at, at that bracket, uh, the team that kind of stands out is Wisconsin. That's an odd style of play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I know they're limping in a little bit right now, but if you look at kind of where they're at, Auburn, uh, Auburn's on the bottom with USC, Miami, Colgate, and Wisconsin. You know, it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's a really unique bracket with style of plays. I will tell you this, Providence Friars playing South Dakota State, that is a nightmare first round game. South Dakota State's 30 wins. I think they led America in three-point shooting this year. It's it's a tough matchup for Providence. They're going to have to be ready to go. Um, the Iowa-Richmond game, that's not a far-fetched differential in talent there. Richmond is old, old team at Richmond. They have fifth- and sixth-year players. Yeah. They're not going to be all physicaled by Iowa, and they also are a very skilled team themselves. That's a very unique game for the four fives. The four fives in that bracket are dangerous. Uh, but I think Kansas moves on, and I think they'll end up playing Auburn in the Elite Eight, and I think that Kansas will go to the Final Four in this Midwest bracket based on the – it just doesn't see the, the – I don't see the, the writing on the wall of a team that's playing as well as Kansas right now. Sean? Yeah, uh, again, I, I like to, to break it down into that four-team tournament, right? So I'm looking uh, at – at uh, Iowa versus Richmond in the winner playing Providence, South Dakota. I go back to Ed Cooley and the unbelievable job that he, he's done. Where Providence is vulnerable yeah. is simply this. They have to outperform and play at a level either comparable or better than they've played during the regular season to advance. Now, not saying in game one, but as you keep moving forward, and as I look at it, I think the power of the Big Ten, the toughness of the Big Ten, Iowa's uniqueness on offense, going back to this elite offense beats elite defense. And there's not a team in, in this tournament right now, Jeff, 
that has a more difficult offense to defend and is playing better than Iowa. I mean, you bring, you look at Keegan Murray as an individual player. A lot of times they will have the best player on the court. They're going to have the better of the two offenses when they meet. They're coming from the Big Ten. And I just think like with the way they move the ball on offense and their style, there are certain teams that are going to have a very difficult team defending Iowa and they're going to, Iowa is going to outscore. I mean, Arch, you were saying the other day, like Iowa just scored 112 points in a big 10 tournament. Yeah. I don't think anybody understands how hard that is. Yeah. I mean, in the big 10 tournament for them to get 112, they got 80, I believe they had 80 on Indiana in a tough game, but you score 80 on Indiana. That's really hard this year. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. I think it will be, I, I think I think Iowa emerges to the Sweet 16. I think they win that first four-team tournament. Hard for me to pick against my man Cooley, but I'm going to go with Iowa because of their superior offense. Certainly Kansas. Kansas versus Iowa. I think Kansas' ability to both defend and score knocks Iowa out. And then when yeah. you look at the bottom half of that bracket, Man, I tell you what, it's hard to go against Auburn. It really they're not is. Playing, they're not playing real well right now. They're yeah, not, they but neither. Listen, Wisconsin's struggling too, Arch. Johnny Davis is banged up. I just saw him. He's got no lift right now. He hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks. I, I just, to me, Iowa's the team I worry about with Kansas by far. Ever since Iowa put Jordan Bohannon back at the point, they are a completely different team. Well, a lot yeah. of people make – let me just say this about Iowa. A lot of people will talk about Iowa's offense has been really good. They don't defend, and they have a hard time in the NCAA right. tournament advancing. I would disagree with people that this is a different team than Fran has taken to the NCAA tournament recently. He doesn't have Luca Garza running around out there, Jack Nungy together. Right. He doesn't right. have two plotters yeah. running around out there defensively. Now, they've always been good on offense, but they've had some speed issues defensively. They've had a hard time. They've had to play – a lot of zone. If you're watching them right now, they're playing with Keegan Murray and Chris Murray at the four and the five. That's a problem. You can always deal with small defensively, but you, it's hard to guard when, when you have a big running around out there. And it just showed in the big 10 tournament uh, with who they played. Um, I like Auburn. I like Auburn, Miami. And I think Miami can get to the sweet 16 with their guard play. I think they so have. What's your upset Arch? What's your upset of the, of, of the region? My upset of the region is um, is going to be. I don't really necessarily know if it's it's there are a ton of upsets there, but I think that the winner of Iowa State, which I have Iowa State advancing, and I have Iowa State beating Wisconsin in the second round. Sean, any any big upsets come? You know, I mean, everybody's so going to pick. As I see it through, you know, I, I know this is supposed to be the tournament that has the most upsets because. Teams are older, right? Especially yeah. some of the early round right. games feature seniors and, you know, COVID types of situations where guys have come back where they otherwise haven't. But I, I really don't see it that way. I see Gonzaga in the West. I see Arizona versus Villanova, Arizona in the South. And I look at Kansas versus Auburn. And I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Kansas there. I, I, I think that Kansas Arch, you talked about the Big Ten, the best conference. I understand the Big Ten is a tremendous I think, I think, league. I don't necessarily know Big if it's 12. the best. I think it's the deepest. With it the is most the deepest. Team. It's got the yeah. most teams. Big 12, though. I'm 
you look at the games these guys have been playing January and February in their recent tournament and watching Kansas win the conference tournament in addition to sharing the big 12 regular season championship. I think they're a true team. You know, they're they're. I don't know if their individual talent is on par with some of the best teams that Kansas has had, but man, I tell you what, when you look at how they've played again, a team that's been consistent all the way back when we first saw them in Madison square garden in November. I just I remember the bottom too, Prop, of that Providence, bracket, Jeff, the bottom Prop, of that yeah. bracket's going to get blown up. Iowa state, Wisconsin advance, Iowa state yeah. moves. I think yeah. Miami moves in, in not only beating USC, but I think they beat Auburn. I think Miami. Will oh my out. God. There's no yes. way. They're guard. Arch, I tell you what, you owe me. We're, we'll bet a Mexican dinner on that, uh, on that right there. I got, I got Auburn versus Kansas. If it's different, who do you have? I have Miami versus Kansas and Kansas. Oh my God. Kansas. There's just no way that's going to happen. There's I'm going no way. with, I'm going, no I'm, way. <laughs> I'm going with great guard play. That bracket in the bottom is not that talented. It's not where's a dinner? super talented. Where's, where's the Mexican dinner, Sean? El Charo. El Charo. You got it. Agree yeah. to it. Arts Miami. Yeah. You, our, Arts you know, loves Miami. Arts Notre loves Dame got dudes. treated like a Pac-12 team. They, they got sh- They finished second in the ACC, and they got shipped to your your former stomping grounds, UD Arena, first four. Yeah. I'm disappointed that there wasn't a, a Pac-12 team in the first four. I think for the first time ever, there's not a Pac-12 team in the first four. Probably true. But um, but I'm going to tell you this: out, they subbed the Mountain West team in their form. Arch, you can't pick Miami to advance to the Elite Eight out of that conference. No way. Great guard play. Small ball, very hard to guard. All Auburn does scare me. Auburn scares I'm me. I'm just Wendell telling Green. you, if you've watched Auburn play in the last three weeks, yep. they are so erratic with their guard play. that They're not getting any solid play from their guards. None. Yeah. I mean, Katie Johnson was 0 for 14 in that loss in the SEC tournament. He got it out of his system. My upset, my upset, South Dakota State, even in front of a pro Friars crowd, South Dakota State can score the basketball. They come in with confidence. Again, Providence is really good as a team. They're tough. They can't really score. If they can control the tempo, I think they're fine. But if they get down early, I I think it's going to be a problem against South Dakota State. All right, let's go to the east uh, where we in, in Philly where it is Baylor is the number one seed, which is, man, is that a tribute to Scott Drew, the job that he did to get them to be a number one seed with all the injuries, with losing four dudes from last year's national title team. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like, I know he's not going to win any coach of the year honors, but, man, he he probably should. I think he's done a better job this year than last year. Kentucky, two. Purdue, three. UCLA, four. And I call him uh, Sean St. Mary's Gales now because of his son. I'm going um, to watch. I'm going to watch that game. I'll be there. Where is that Arch, game? You're welcome to come with me. That game's What's important. That? Yeah, you're welcome to come with me. They're going to play Indiana. Oh, well, they are. Oh, you're not, you are not welcome. You you're Indiana not welcome to come on with the me. List? I'll have to call Stay those guys. Over. I'll have to call those guys over there and see if I can get on a ticket list for Portland since I'm out here. What do you think they'll say, Arch? Yeah, they'll give me tickets. They'll hey, give you tickets. You're going to be in the Indiana section or the St. Mary's section? 
I'll probably have to sit in St. Mary's section considering it's family on the other bench, but I wouldn't have a problem sitting in the Indiana section. Hey, Wyoming is going to beat Indiana. You're going to be more than welcome to come out to that game. If Indiana wow. does win, if Indiana Wyoming, does win. When Wyoming lands wherever they come from and land in Dayton, Ohio, they're going to play in front of 15,000 Indiana fans. Right. Big difference between the tournament a year ago and this year. Wyoming, For example, UCLA would have played – Michigan State at UD Arena a yeah, year ago in the first four. Indiana is going to dominate yeah. the first four in terms of the fans. In Wyoming, if you've watched them play, it's an odd style of play, the way they play with Maldonado and their big yeah. boy. But it's yeah. nothing crazy. Indiana is great on defense. I, I just don't see the crowd in the hype around the game with Indiana being so close. I think Indiana moves on to that one fast. Now, they'll have a tough trip out to Portland. Um, to play against St. Mary's, which would be the first team to 50 probably wins. I'm going to say this. Um, um, I know St. Mary's like the back of my hand. I also know Wyoming pretty well. The fans at Indiana work against Indiana because the second Wyoming goes up to nothing, they start to boo the coach and the players. <laughs> By the time you get to halftime, it will be a pro Wyoming uh, crowd. No, that's only arch. That so up. let me finish. That's, that. o- that's only that's, arch. That's not true. Yeah, that's that's not, not true, by the way. But what I'm going to say is, Wyoming beats Indiana. You, their see. style of play, Maldonado at the point, their uniqueness will give Indiana fits. It doesn't matter. I, I like St. Mary's. I really do. In in that first round, the only thing I wish for St. Mary's is that they didn't play into the winner of I'm telling you the six playing yeah. the winner of like Indiana or Wyoming, whoever wins you hate that, that game. Yeah. I mean, the, what I like though, is that they have to travel have all to the way to Portland, Portland and, and, and St. Mary's will be out here. But uh, I believe that in that St. Mary's will win that, that, that game right there, the winner of for sure. All right. I, I got one for you. Baylor could could play Carolina in the second round. If Carolina gets past Marquette, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm taking Carolina on that one. They got momentum right now. They're playing tough. They yeah, got they confidence. Were down by 20, they were down by 20 in that ACC semifinal. Am I right? Yeah, there? I still think that they feel better about themselves than they did two weeks ago. I mean, they're they're an eight seed. They still beat Duke and Cameron. Marquette has been kind of up and down this year. Is Baylor at all vulnerable, guys, of not getting – out of their top half of the region, you know, having Carolina Marquette and then UConn, or is it a good, is it a good kind of deal for, for the bears? Do they have enough? I mean, LJ Cryer is still, we don't know if they're, he's going to even be able to play. They're really thin. Yeah. I mean, look, I think Baylor is the team that will have the greatest sense of relief that the big 12 is over and everything went through. Really? I think the fact that they've earned one seed, They've gotten through the stress of the Big 12. I know they didn't play well in that in that last game in the tournament. Oklahoma played well, but Baylor is probably the one team that's saying, we're really proud of ourselves right now. We're a one seed. We won this thing last year. I see Baylor getting to the Sweet 16 over Marquette. Um, I see that the St. Mary's is going to play into Indiana on my bracket, and I think that Indiana has a chance just because I believe Trace Jackson Davis is the best player on the floor. And to boot, Xavier Johnson has changed the, 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 
the, the recipe for Indiana. They have a legitimate. He's been great. They have a legitimate, great point guard. And yep. when you're playing off of ball screens and you're going to drop and do all that stuff, he's been able to really make a nightmare. It's why they beat Illinois. But I think, I think that Indiana has a chance from a talent perspective to definitely beat St. Mary's. And then uh, UCLA Akron. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with UCLA over Akron in that one. Um, I think that Virginia Tech will beat Texas. I think that Purdue will beat Yale. And I believe that Murray State will beat San Francisco and Kentucky will play into Murray. Um, to me, Kentucky is going to have to play into Purdue in the Sweet 16 and Kentucky will advance. And I have That'll be a great game. Hey, hey, Oscar against Zach Eady and Travion Williams. How great a game. We, I, say, I want that so bad. I will say that's a recipe for either great disaster if Oscar gets in foul trouble or not. But just in watching Purdue, they're not as in sync as a team recently here and down the stretch. You can tell there's some frustration with sort of it's not going their way as much as they probably had hoped down the end. Maybe the tournament, again, frees them up to have a fresh start. But I have Kentucky versus Baylor in the Elite Eight in the toughest game of the tournament. And I have Kentucky in the Final Four over Baylor. Look, here's what I have in this bracket. I, again, I look at one of the most interesting first, you know, that 14 bracket at the beginning of the tournament. St. Mary's versus Wyoming or Indiana. I think it's Wyoming. One thing I don't like for St. Mary's is UCLA. God, they, they, they play a style that I, I don't think St. Mary's, I don't think St. Mary's can affect UCLA like they can so many teams in this tournament because of UCLA's style. UCLA has an equally difficult style. The tempo of the game will not affect UCLA like it does some of these other teams. And you know what? I, looking at it, I like UCLA there, but I do like St. Mary's in the first round. Um, I feel like calling Cal. I may call him right after this because I know for years he's talked about our bracket's always the toughest you know, God, we're the one seed and they put these teams, they always load against us, load against us. He has the best bracket. Calipari has the best bracket. Kentucky as a two seed yeah. has the yeah. best path to the final four. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way based on their team, who they are and how they've played. You know, Baylor, to your point, Jeff, imagine Baylor. We don't even talk about, you're talking about Cryer coming back. They're leaving the scorer. How about Big John? Like they don't have him either. Right. You know, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I think, think Purdue, one, I think the know. winner of Kentucky Purdue guys gets out of that region. I, I really do. I think who, if Purdue can win that, they get some confidence. I think, which I they kind of need. I think, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if Purdue makes it even to the Sweet 16, Jeff. Wow. First wow. of all, they have a very difficult game in their opener against Yale. They do. Coach Jones has done a terrific job. Those guys are always nipping butt in these games in the tournament. But the winner of Texas and Virginia Tech is going to give Purdue problems. Virginia Tech at the five shoots the three as well as anybody in the country. That is a danger zone for Purdue. It happened again today in terms of Keegan Murray and those guys playing small. I don't think this, Jeff. I could be wrong. I don't think Purdue's getting the bang out of their buck with the two bigs that they were early in the year. Yeah, they're not. I, I mean, they're I, not. I don't, you tell me. I don't see Edie and Williams 
putting up those prolific efficiency no. numbers for Purdue that they were in November and December. It's not happening. And the, the bigger thing, guys, is is the defense. I, I was just talking to Matt Painter yeah. about it the other day, and and he, you know, he said, "Listen, I, I know we got to get, you know, the the problem is." And it's funny. They have the same team they had last year. He said this to me. He goes, it is. we have the same team, basically, and we were top 25 defense a year it's, ago. It's, so I said, what, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, our, our best players our aren't offense. defending. Yeah, they're not defending at the level. Jaden Ivey should be an elite defender, and he, he is not. Off the ball, he's scary sometimes, and he's even scary. on the ball. I think he tries to hit a little bit too many home runs with the steals for breakaway yeah. dunks and whatnot, but – I can see the frustration on on his two bigs uh, from a ball screen perspective. If you just watched the Indiana game briefly the other day when Indiana at Purdue had a chance to win, they couldn't defend the ball screen with Xavier Johnson. They just they had no answer for him at the end of the day. My question is that Purdue's been dominant on offense all year. That's where it's been. And I don't see them pounding people like they were on offense like they were early in the year. I'm concerned with them, but I don't like the the matchup in the second round with Texas or Virginia Tech versus Purdue. I wouldn't worry about Texas. I, I've I've written Texas off, and I, I had them Virginia, second in the country. I've I written think them off. Virginia Tech wins the game because I think they're they're great on offense, and I think yeah. they're old. They're really old as well. Uh, but I don't see that being being as dangerous. Um, yeah, for those I, guys. I, I agree I with you. What, I like I like Indiana UCLA, UCLA in the Sweet Sixteen. I like, I like, I like, it's all going to come down to Kentucky and UCLA. Uh, I like UCLA. I, I think what they did a year ago stays with them. They have a style uh, that's difficult to play against. I think they have a style that can adapt. Um, I love St. Mary's. I wish St. Mary's was playing somebody else after they beat Wyoming. I wish they were playing somebody else besides UCLA there. I really do. Yeah. Um I think UCLA is the wrong style for St. Mary's. I hope it just, and then with that, when you put UCLA back in a sweet 16, I look at who they're playing. I go to Baylor. I think Scott Drew has done an amazing job. A lot like when you talk about Ed Cooley, but he's a one seed without their starting five and their leading score. Amazing. They, they have a, their starting five and their leading score are not playing and they're a one seed. Like that's the one seed you want. Kentucky, in my mind, is really the one seed in that bracket. I think Kentucky's in the final four coming from that region. Kentucky. Look where they're that. playing. Look where they're playing the games, fellas. In Mo- Milwaukee. I mean, they're in the east. Kentucky then is go going to, to have. Then they go to Philly. Kentucky where, is going to But nobody has the advantage. Games. I mean, guys, like, if they get to Philly in the east, Kentucky. Baylor – Kentucky is advantage everywhere they go. Right, but you, they can play you in do Alaska. Have blue bloods. <laughs> right, no, it doesn't matter. I, I right. think that I think you guys have Baylor in the Sweet Sixteen. I have Indiana um, uh, advancing um, past UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were, hey, were you Arch? Arch, were you surprised that Indiana got in the first four? I I was not again because I felt like they needed a big name there. Were you surprised? No. Do you think they got hosed? At the end of the regular season, Indiana was going to have to win two games in the Big Ten tournament to be right there, and they did that. Yep. But going into the uh, Big Ten tournament, if you looked at the resume and you add in that their non-conference was in the 300s, yeah, they they had to win a couple, and they did. Right, right. All right. Before we get to our final four on our national title picks, 
Let's run through, and this may take a second, your biggest sleeper. Like, what's the team that can kind of make a run to the Final Four off the beaten path a little bit? So somebody, I would say, below a five seed. Who's who's below a five seed that's got kind of a – there's always going to be a few that make a run to the Sweet 16. We know that. Elite eight, there'll probably be one. Is there somebody – you're saying somebody five or below four, five or below that can that can legitimately who's your Arkansas, pick? To, Arkansas for sure can make a run. I think are they have four. They're a four seed. All right, just saying. Yukon, Yukon, Yukon. They're five. They're five. Yukon definitely can play them way their way. Give me out below a five. Give me below five. a five that could actually make a little bit of a, a run here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Carolina believe it or not, because I think they got Marquette. I think they could they could beat a Baylor team that if they don't have Cryer and they get in foul trouble, I, I think they could take them down. And then a UCLA, a St. Mary's in Indiana. I just feel like now I know they didn't do well in the ACC tournament, but they played well enough to get – and they have the talent. Guys, they have top 10, 15 overall talent. They have experience. Their guards, R.J. Davis, is, is playing his ass off lately. I'm going to go with North Carolina, believe it or not, as an eight seed that I think could make a run to an Elite Eight or, or thereabouts. I think you have to look at some of these teams where the leagues were so deep that they beat each other up and they may have a lower seed than they're actually good. I think Ohio State is that type of a team. They have a great player in E.J. Liddell. If they advance past Loyola, they can beat Villanova, especially with Chris Holtman's pedigree playing Villanova. And Chris Holtman hasn't lost a first-round game in the NCAA tournament. I like Ohio State as being one of those teams that if they win the first one, they can do it. I think Houston clearly can make a run. I've stated that. Um, I think five. you're. I think you're out of your mind there. I, I honestly, I think you're absolutely out of your I'm mind not. with Houston. No, Arch, do you know their two best players? or two of their best players aren't playing, right? They're out for the year. I just I, – I'll be honest with you. I watched them today against – I watched them today against Memphis. Total domination. But it's so, like a mid-major league. I mean, come Memphis on. Is, like, Memphis they is both not have beat up team. on the – Jeff. They both have beat up on the Sisters of the Poor no, all year. No, no, no. Here, no. Here's, yes. here's what I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick true to the uh, Next Play podcast that the Millers did – Colorado State is the team that's going to go to the Sweet 16. They're like so that hard one. to defend. They're going to play Michigan. And when they beat Michigan, I think that's where Tennessee bows out because of Tennessee's offense. I, I just I think that Colorado State will score on Tennessee, even though Tennessee is an elite defensive team. But I really like Colorado State. I think if you're going to look at a team that can go – below the five line and get to the sweet 16. Yeah. They have two premier players, point guard play, terrific. Small Isaiah forward, Stevens. power forward, yeah. can yeah. downsize, tough yeah. matchup, Roddy. I, I'm going with Colorado State. We talked about them a long time. Uh, and I think that St. Mary's will take care of Wyoming and there it'll be an epic battle, St. Mary's UCLA. But I, I like UCLA simply because their style can match up with St. Mary's style. All right. So I'm just going to say this. If you're looking for a team to make a run, it's in the six 11 game. The six 11 games are great seeds for the 11s who are good teams, power teams that aren't in that seven through 10. 
and they can beat a six. And then when you play into a three, that's a lot of times a lot different than playing into a one and a two. When we made our run at Dayton, we beat Ohio State, then we beat Syracuse, and then it was a three, six, and then we played into, I think, Stanford or whatever. But if you look at the six, 11 games, the ones that I like, especially for Rutgers advancing in the first four to play Bama, I see Rutgers being able to beat Bama and then play out of it. I think that's a team, if you watch that 6-11 game, whoever wins that playing game, that 11 would be tough. But the 6-11 games, if you kind of look at those Texas, Virginia Tech, look at Virginia Tech being able to advance past Purdue into the Sweet 16. Hey, Jeff, so I've given you one. I've said that I think Colorado State gets to the Sweet 16. And then I'm going to look at Alabama for truly who they are. Their schedule and all of the different teams they played. And I like the fact that Rutgers and Notre Dame, although they get that one game under their belt, whoever wins that game, they're from the East, has to travel West to play Alabama. I like Alabama winning that game. And then I believe this, that Alabama is the type of team and style of play that's going to give Texas Tech fits. I think Alabama beats Texas Tech after they beat the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame. And I see Alabama in the Sweet 16. So the two teams that I would put in the Sweet 16 below the five line are Alabama and Colorado State. All right. Well, listen, uh, before we get to our final four national title picks, uh, make sure everybody joins our bracket pool at bracketfanatics.com. It's free to enter. There's a $500 prize pool. Uh, the Millers are going to match that. Look at them. Look at them both. <laughs> I want to see your reaction. A, all I've gotten recently is a signed jersey from Jack Lambert. I'm not matching anything. <laughs> um, no, but 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 sign up. Both Sean and Arch are going to fill out brackets this year. It's the only year they may ever have a chance to do it until they're I've never in my life been in any type of secret pool Same. or anything. So you're saying you can do it now. You are you are absolutely. Absolutely going to fill it out. Uh, I'll fill my bracket out. I'll be up. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm usually about 80%. I'm usually good. <laughs> All right. Well, you got pressure on you now because I usually deliver. Though. If I put my bracket on field of 68 at the very beginning, I'm not talking about right now. Put it out there right now. Alabama? My bracket, my bracket will Al- end up he being about, He forgot about Alabama. He no, totally I, flipped actually, on I did not. I, I said, that, I I said they up. have the unfortunate task of dealing with a team that's going to win the playing game. They're going to lose to Rutgers in the first game. I think Arch has every Big Ten team getting to the Sweet 16, John. Yeah. Every single I'm one. No, right? I, have, I, have, I don't have every team in the Big Ten moving to Jeff, the Sweet 16. we talked about Iowa. I want to revisit that point. Yeah. Keegan Murray, high-powered oh. offense, an older yeah. group, yeah. a style that's difficult for teams to play against, hardened through the Big Ten, just scored 112 points in the Big Ten tournament. I like them. I think I think Iowa is going to advance uh, certainly to a certain point here in this tournament. All right, let's get to you know, our final four picks. We got about wait, wait, we got about five minutes left. Five minutes Cooley's left. Cooley's let's get to our final zone. four picks, Arch. Final right. four. In final the four picks, and then a national championship game, and whoever wins it all. Who start, Arch? Start with you. Uh, in with the your West, final I four. have Gonzaga in the in the East. Um, who do I have in the East? I have Kentucky. I have Gonzaga yep. and Kentucky in the West and the East. 
In the South, I have Tennessee. And in the Midwest, I have Kansas. I'll have Kansas versus Tennessee in the semifinal with uh, Kansas uh, winning. And then I have Gonzaga versus Kentucky with Kentucky winning. And then I have Kentucky beating Kansas for the national championship. All right. All right. I think I, I hope that's and the way it's, it's set up for me. It's I don't have the bracket. I, I wrote them down and I don't have here a, a who plays who in the semifinal. So the, it's West, the, you, the West will play the East and the South will play the Midwest. All right. West plays East South yeah, plays, plays Midwest. Midwest. All right, Sean, go with your final four. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this year there's going to be, there could be some early upsets. We've talked about, you know, uh, a team like Alabama, in Colorado State advancing to the Sweet 16. But I think when you get to the Sweet 16 and move further towards the Final Four, I think in the West you have Gonzaga. I don't think Gonzaga is as experienced, nearly as good on defense as they were a year ago. And at the end of the day, they'll be in the Final Four, and I think that's when it stops for them. I like Kentucky because I think their bracket is favorable towards who they are. With the one seed being Baylor, I give Scott Drew an enormous amount of credit. But my man is entering the, the field of 68 without his leading score, without his starting big guy, and he's a one seed. If I'm Kentucky, I mean, there's, that's hard to really complain about. Um, I like Kentucky in, in, in the East. I think Arizona has a difficult bracket because two teams that are in their bracket – have played against their style, and I think their style is unique. But Illinois and, and Tennessee have both played against them. And then Villanova, it's interesting because of their experience and the unique style, a complete 180 from Arizona. I think that'll be a great game. I got Arizona in the south, and uh, I think the winner of Kansas and Auburn in the Midwest regional final will be Kansas. I think it's it's their turn to to return back to the Final Four. Uh, Kansas versus Arizona and Gonzaga versus Kentucky. I like Kentucky to beat Gonzaga because I don't think Gonzaga is as experienced or defensive-minded as they've been recently. Uh, yep. I like Kentucky in the national championship game, and I like Arizona's size over Kansas. And I think it'll come down to uh, Arizona in Kentucky – and uh, look, if I'm going to pick Arizona to, in the national championship game, I'm going to say they're going to cut down the nets. And uh, look at this, Arch, yeah. Arch, what is them. going, going on them. here? I'm going. Look, and you could say, "Oh, you're just saying that because you were the coach last year." I could easily not even bring it up. Uh, I'm just calling it how I really see it and feel. That's and how a true. Hey, that's how a true analyst does it. Look hey, at that. Their, their ability, Jeff. And Gonzaga's the same to defend the two point shot, defend the two point, like being almost impossible to score against at the rim and then scoring most of their points at the rim for 35 or 37 games, I think is really, really big. And when you look at two way teams and I think Kentucky's a two way team as well, but I, I like, uh, I like Arizona and Kentucky in a national championship game. I think that game could go either way. I'm going to go with the West coast cats and, uh, Congrats. Right. I, w I wish him well. And, uh, and, uh, I feel like I in the NCAA tournament, there's always like a coup for these one seeds. You know, when you look at the one seeds that do it, what could stop them from yeah. doing it? 
at the end of the day of, of all of the one seeds, when you match up against the best of the best, you have a point guard that has an injured ankle who's not going to be at full speed. Their depth is challenged. And if Coloco comes out of the game, because the biggest difference in Arizona is Christian Coloco. He's the guy who runs their defense. He can switch it to four. He stayed on the perimeter. He's allowed to Bellis not to be a, a disaster on defense. If Coloco gets in foul trouble and comes off the floor against the best teams in a neutral setting game, Arizona's got a little kryptonite there. And here's the thing, Gonzaga, if you watch that St. Mary's game at St. Mary's, when they treated Chet like he was still playing in the Under Armour yeah. circuit, they got some issues now if they play against a couple big boys. But I just don't see that type of physicality the Gonzaga is going to see in their bracket. I mean, maybe. All right, we got we got to close it up. I'm just gonna I'll run through mine real quick. Uh, I got Gonzaga playing Kentucky, uh, right? Gonzaga, Kentucky, and that that, and then Kansas, Illinois, as a Bill Self against his former team matchup in the Final Four. Uh, I have Gonzaga playing Kentucky in the title game and Mark Few finally getting that elusive national title. Jeff, I don't think Gonzaga is good enough on defense or old enough for experience. If you're going to say Arizona, here's the one thing that I like about Arizona and not a lot of people talk about it. The three guys that play off the bench, and I'm going to assume that Kirk Creasa will return back to form. So sure. if you told me he's not even a part of it, of course, they're not going to be as good as they would have been. And that could affect their route. But if he's back, I think they've proven start to finish that they're the best team. Um, but when you look at their bench, they have three older experienced players that they play off the bench. Yeah. I'm talking yep. about Arizona right now. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of people have talked about it. Kyra's been great. Yeah. Not Larson's an NBA player. Yeah. Yep. No, they're, and, they're, and they're you good. Look at he, Gonzaga. I just think when they sub, they're too young. They're they're younger, and, and at young. times those guys yeah. make negative plays. And in and as we move forward, those negative plays and their inability to get these stops will, I think, not allow Gonzaga to win it all. I do think they'll be in the Final Four. Yeah, it's, it, listen, uh, hell of a of a bracket. Can't wait to get going uh, for Jeff Goodman, uh, Archie Miller, Sean Miller. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Up next, we've got more for the rest of the night. Uh, till midnight, we've got shows. Next up, Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby, uh, Randolph Childress, Sean Paul coming up right now. So stick with us. And again, the best content you'll find anywhere in College Hoops the rest of the week. Make sure you stick with us. <laughs>